Hello, Scotty. Hello, Mr. Fox. Are you ready? Ready, steady, Freddy? I, I, I am. I have a hard stop in 20 minutes, so it's going to have to be a short one. That's okay. Sorry, I just... All right. Okay, let's go for it. Scotty, you realize that, that our theme of fractionality continues unabated. Do you know why? I don't, but I'm sure I'm about, I'm about to. <laughs> because I have only only a fractional set of AirPods because I lost one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... That's complete. So hopefully you've only lost the airport and not the ear that it was in. Yes, of course. So how did you manage that? Uh, you know, just life. I'm sure that what happens, I like throw it into my bag and it popped out when the, the, the clasp opened or I don't know. Or maybe I just like forgot to put them back both in. I, I don't know. Um, but it's it's a sad thing. I only get to have you in half my head. <laughs> Some people would say that's a blessing. That's probably true. <laughs> would advise that you lost the other one as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is this is why I don't buy AirPods, and particularly the AirPods Pro, because I mean, I I break headphones so often anyway. But then, like you know, I would just lose them, and they're too you know they are of just enough value that losing them is unpleasant i mean if they like if they're 20 bucks or something then you know you just don't care but uh you just you know you treat them as a disposable item but you know once you start paying like two three hundred bucks for a set of headphones and you start losing them you become a little bit upset by it yeah and there's that i don't think i can go to apple and say hi would you sell me just one bud please (laughs) hey buddy can you spare do you know do you know what i I wouldn't be surprised if they had an AirPod replacement program where you could get one AirPod. They probably do. I should call my friendly Apple, friendly neighborhood Apple CEO. You should do. Tim will. Tim will answer. Now he's got the event out of the way. He's got nothing else on his plate. So, Pretty much. Uh, I'm sure he'd t- he'd take your call. Speaking of events, oh my God! <laughs> a that was the smoothest transition we've had in a long time. And B, did you watch the damn event? I did. I did. Um, it was uh, it, it it was good. I think. Um, I thought there was a little bit of padding in there. The same thing said quite a few times. Um, uh, I felt it was a, quite markety, but then it's a press event, you know, three times faster than other popular PCs. You know, what the heck does that mean? Um, but on the whole, it was good. And of course, you know, they continue to give us these amazing sort of scoop shots of Apple Park or whatever else that, um, that make the place look uh, amazing, which is what you can do when there's no employees there. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like you know, Apple Apple Park shouldn't be allowed to have be allowed to have employees on because I'm sure that you know I'm sure it's fastidiously clean and tidy and so on and so forth. But there nothing messes up you know your shot like having excess people in it. And so really, I think Apple Park should be considered as the world's most expensive 3D Zoom background. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing was put out at 10 a.m. Pacific time. He was doing it from Cafe Max, the cafeteria, Apple Park. I mean, like 10 a.m. on a normal day, that would be full of people getting breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it would have really, really balls up the presentation if, you know, people have been shouting, you know, to put your cutlery in the wash baskets and everything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, outside of um, the location, uh, what did you think? What was your what was your thought? I mean, for, first of all, it was nice to see all these kind of old indies, you know, in there and like, you know, uh, Cabell or Cable, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I've, I've never heard him speak. I've only seen his kind of, you know, um, 
icon and, and, and read his writing. So it's it's always nice to see, you know, enthusiasm from 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 people who've been on the platform a long time and then seeing, you know, the the folks from Omni with the, the clever harp gag and then you know there was a little quick segment from mac family tree a, a german genealogical app which kind of made me wistful about mac memory minor because they were showing a kind of a, a type of place time explorer which i thought was fun something i did in memory minor a million years ago um and so all that was really good and it just so happens i have a a a, a close friend who's a reuters you know press photographer and he was over uh, giving me a hand uh, working on some stuff at my mom's place. And uh, and he was like saying, hey, you know, the Apple event's going on. Can we turn it on? He was, you know, paying rapt attention to it. But then his enthusiasm sank a little bit when he realized that there was not going to be, a, you know, a, a 16-inch, you know, MacBook because he wants that form factor. But then the thing about it is, is to see how damn fast the thing is, is that the the low end is now faster essentially than all but but one rarefied edition of, of the fastest, fastest, fastest Mac Pro. Um, so yeah. I guess the, the new one's going to be even better. Basically, what they've done is they've taken their low end machines, particularly the MacBook Air. I mean, this chip is perfect for the MacBook Air. So they've taken their entry-level price machine, um, that this chip, which is still a version one chip, and they're all very limited. You know, they don't seem to be able to have more than a couple of ports, and you know, only sixteen gig of memory. And um, I, you know, some of these might be product decisions, some of these might be technical decisions, uh, you know, technical limitations. I don't know, but basically, they've taken their lowest end laptop and their entry-level machine to the Apple ecosystem and probably made it the best machine they sell. <laughs> I mean, the 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 MacBook Air now, you know, is faster than virtually any other Mac, Intel Mac, um, has no fans, so it's silent, um, is light, and it's, you know, under a thousand bucks for the entry level. Um, you know, it's it's making every other Mac look like a hard sell. Now, they did the Mac Mini, um, which is fine as well. I mean, the biggest issue with the Mac Mini is... What, what are people going to plug it into? The only thing Apple sell is the XDR display. So, you know, take your $800 Mac Mini and plug it into your $7,000 um, uh, display. Um, I, I know they sell the LG Ultra Fine thing, but I just wish if Apple would take their current iMac 5K um, panel and put it into their own enclosure and, and sell it as a cinema display again, I'm sure they'd shift loads. I'd buy one. I mean, I, I, st- I keep, I'm using a 2014 iMac is my main development machine simply because the panel is amazing and I don't want to go to an external, like, you know, some, the external LG panel or whatever else on another machine. So I just keep using this, waiting for the iMac to get a a decent upgrade, which I assume will get its Apple Silicon sometime, sometime next year. But if they, if Apple sold this 5K panel now, I'd be buying the Mac Mini and that panel and and moving on, you know, and, and getting it done. Because, you know, Apple Silicon is, they, they say it's faster, faster, faster. Um, and it is. I mean, I, um, so this Mac, uh, iMac I have on my desk is a, um, says 2014. It was a maxed process chip at the time. So it's, I think it's a 2.8 gigahertz, four core i7, I think, which was a top chip at the time. I also have a 2018 Mac Mini that I use headless. Uh, which has got 16 gig of RAM in. I think the iMac's got 32 gig of RAM in. Um, and my Mac Mini has got 16 gig of RAM in, and that's that's a four-core i3, I think. And obviously, I have the DTK. Now, I assume we're allowed to talk a little bit more about the DTK now because they're shipping Apple Silicon. So I took the current shipping version of Moneywell, 
um, that were getting ready for a universal build. Um, and I built it from empty, you know, from a clean build on all three of those machines, just to do a comparison. Um, exactly the same. Um, not surprisingly, the slowest one to come in was the 2018 Mac Mini, which came in at two minutes and seven seconds. Um, and then next came my iMac, which came in at two minutes and three seconds. And then the DTK, which you have to remember is using an A12 chip. So it's not even using the latest iPad chip, which is the A14. It's using a two-year-old A12 chip. So this isn't just a generation old. It's now two generations old because the M chip has been designed to be purposely for the Mac, whereas the A chips never were. So on a two-year-old, non-optimized, whatever chip, it did it in one minute 20. So that's 40 seconds faster um you know on, on the prototype so i think i could probably take a, a macbook air now with 16 gig of ram and and build faster than anything i've got on my desk um in there so i'm really looking forward to when these chips really become high-end and they start you know really started putting them into the 16 inch macbook pros and the imax and maybe up in the cores and more clock speed and whatever else i think you know this stuff is going to scream well I think that the thing is, is that we're going to have to have some type of, you know, advertisement or, or contest to be able to see what will you do with your excess time and, and, and invite people to waste it listening to us. <laughs> yes. So, so each week's episode will be the, uh, the average length of uh, the decrease in your project's build time. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a 40 second episode then for me. So that's... Um... <laughs> Which some people still say is 40 seconds too long, but there we go. So yeah, so I said we've been um, we we shipped a Moneywell update, uh, and actually, John, we since we bought Moneywell, um, you know, which was at three point zero nine, I think, when we bought it. So we've been doing like a few bug fixes and whatever else, and we were up to three point zero one five. But this week we released three point one. Wow, amazing! Which some would say after two years was incredibly disappointing. <laughs> And, and do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what it mainly had in it? What? Just just two years too late. Proper dark mode support. <laughs> so people have already lost their sight while waiting for yeah. it. It's been, it's gonna. It's serious. No, it, it's a full full rebuild as well because it's been built under Big Sur. Mm. And if you so if you're running it under Big Sur, it will adopt a lot of the Big Surisms. But if you're running back under um, uh, Catalina or Mojave or, or older, it it carries on the way it was now in little man mode yeah the, 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 the trouble is that it doesn't just work out the box building uh if you build on big sur using xcode 11 it doesn't adopt any of the big sur stuff it just carries on with the uh, with the older way of everything working um but if you build on big sur with xcode 12 it does adopt the big sur stuff or if you obviously build on an older version of Mac OS with but with Xcode 12, it doesn't. So you have to be careful what you which version of Xcode you build with. But once we built using Xcode 12 on Big Sur, we there were just even though we'd not changed any of the code, uh, it looked fine on Big Sur, but there were quite a few glitches on older versions of the OS. So we had to go back and you know make changes to the code to get it to now look exactly the way it used to look. <laughs> on on older versions of the os and into fixed glitches that were that have come in there so yeah in, in theory for us big sur compatibility was more than just you know recompiling it had had quite a lot of ui work that had to be done but at the same time we did all the work for 
for um, dark mode and we realized that there were a whole bunch of assets that had never even been updated for retina that's how, that's how out of date some of this stuff was so um we are now we, we're just seven years too late fully retina ready and um just uh you know two years too late fully uh dark mode ready but you know this is this is what it's like to be on the bleeding edge of soft indie software development yeah exactly so are you going to buy one of these new new um new machines at all uh, n- well <laughs> i mean i'm i'm i will i will certainly upgrade the 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 dtk if 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 some type of of, of offer um happens which in theory it's supposed to um i don't well, think they've, I'm not, they've not said that ever oh that's true they did it on on the intel transition they did they, right they said right. you would get a thousand dollar credit because the think the trans i think the, the time the intel transfer was a uh, macbook wasn't it which you paid a thousand dollars for and you got a thousand dollar credit later on but they, yeah. they've never said that with this there's some assumptions going on but they've that has never been said that's true i mean i think uh, you know i i do i i don't think i would like a smaller screen laptop so for me it's it's not you know the the, the, the processor speed bump is of course it's great it's wonderful but it's not the only aspect of of computer um happiness and for me, a, a bigger screen and a laptop is is kind of too important for me to 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 have a you know uh, uh, one of the smaller screen versions. So, do you mainly work from your laptop screen? You don't you don't work in clamshell mode or anything like that. Well, I mean, normally yes, but um, since I've been working from home, you know, and, and and I'm constantly moving from one place to another, it's like I don't I I I I, <laughs> I remember that as a phenomenon from the before times when we used to go to offices or <laughs> or kind of work in one stable place and not kind of move around while somebody is is on a Zoom call over there and making more you know speaking more loudly than than one had hoped, so. And that you know, I kind of my my whole world is my laptop these days. Yeah, and I think that's become true for a lot of developers. And um, I, I think you know they were because one of the things that obviously is very obvious about this is whether you whether you're looking at the 13 inch MacBook Pro, uh, which they only replaced the the bottom end MacBook Pro. You can still buy the current Intel, um, the sort of slightly upper MacBook Pro of the 13 inch one in Intel mode. Um, you know, it's the same chip across all three of these things. Basically, they are the same machine in different cases. I think when they're right. in the Mac Mini and the 13-inch Pro, they've probably got a faster clock speed because they've got active cooling, whereas the Air has no cooling. Um, I think with the Air as well, the lower-end model comes with the effectively the broken chips um, because they... They have some some of the chips only have seven C, GPU cores and some have eight. And I think they're basically the same chip, but the ones with seven have basically one that failed, so they turned it off. And that's how they basically keep selling you chips that have failed. <laughs> um, but that that happens with all processors. As my understanding is, they, all processors are just manufactured the same, and then they test them and find out what their tolerance is. And then, right. <laughs> if, it, if it goes all the way to the top, you get sold it as the expensive one. And if it if it doesn't manage to be stable at the top, they clock it back a bit and then say, at what point is it stable, and then sell it you at that level. So there's nothing unusual there. Yeah. So that that I, that that blows my mind. That that to me says that that in some aspects, you know, processor design has still some lightweight hacks that exist in the software world with like little configuration things. I'm curious about that. It's like you know, at the at the point that they rate it and say, oh, this one can't be run as fast as the top of the model. Where do they set that instruction? Do they is there a, a 
something that a switch that gets flipped kind of at, at a physical level on the chip somewhere or is it just i'm just kind of curious yeah, about that i don't know but the point is you don't want to go and turn it off because the point is it was unreliable above that speed which is why you know that i understand it. i'm just curious about the yeah. mechanics of it but it's uh my software is the same basically uh, you know some a small percentage of the users get a perfect version but you're just not going to be one of them <laughs> Exactly. Sorry, you haven't paid enough. So basically, yeah. I think they were right not to, even though they could have done a 16-inch version, I think basically that would have, yeah, I think they were right to just do the low-end stuff. Even though the low-end stuff is now faster than the high-end stuff, I think it, it, it firstly, it makes the low-end seem amazing. Um, I think it creates an expectation that the high-end is going to be even more amazing and creates a bit of a vibe around that. So yeah. I know people are frustrated, but I think, um, I think in the long run we'll probably think it was the right move, but um, it's a bit of frustrating. It depends how long it is. I mean, in the old days, Apple used to release hardware a couple of times a year. They well, they used to do you know revisions a couple of times a year. I mean, traditionally around February, March, and then September, October time, they do spec bumps on on everything. So um, you know, you know, hopefully we only have to wait till the spring to get the next round and not another year. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the advertisements. Seventy five percent amazinger, more amazinger uh, with with some sort of graph with no no numbers on for no reference or context. Exactly. Yeah, we, we more amazing it. than something we're going to be very unspecific about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you said uh, you said you were with uh, this photographer uh, at your mum's. Now your mum is in, in California, so you're traveling then. I am traveling. I'm here in, in in well, at the very very moment, I'm in Hillsboro, North Carolina. But uh, my mom lives in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, half the year, and that's where I spent a glorious adolescence. That um, still feels like home to me, and uh, it's interesting to be in a place where there's weather. The leaves have turned, you know, yellow and red, and and it's it's kind of a a, a fall wonderland. Except for it's been pissing rain for the last couple of days, so everything's flooding, and that's kind of a a, a difficulty. But yeah, we, it's, we um, when it's pissing rain, we just call that the second half of the year here. Oh right, sorry. <laughs> it's it's and when it's when it's really pissing rain, we call that the first half of the year. <laughs> what, what do you what do you call sunny perfect weather unusual <laughs> no tickets to spain i guess yeah, something like that so you're trying but so is this a working trip where you work are you just sort of like i uh, want you're taking advantage of the new um you could be anywhere in the world working because nobody knows what an office is anymore or is this vacation no it, it is it is that i'm actually you know helping my mom with some stuff just because you know she she was supposed to have been back in the country way back in june but since she's in london you know that's there's been various lockdowns and travel restrictions and you know direct flights from 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 london to raleigh are basically a thing of the past for the foreseeable future um, and so, uh, it's, and we're taking advantage of the fact that she's been away all this time to be able to, to clear out bunches of stuff. I mean, this is the house that, that has, it's, it's by American standards, it's pretty old. And, and more importantly, it's, it's just, it has accumulations of stuff that just doesn't need to be there anymore. It's kind of, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids stuff, a lot of grandkids stuff, a lot of things that just don't need to be there anymore. So we're just taking advantage to do some deep cleaning and, and just to, you know, to take care of our mom. You know, for for the young listeners out there, you know, there will there there comes a time when your parents um, age, and you have to take care of them. You have to to have to honor them in the way that they honored and 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 did things for you. And in some ways, it's kind of like the kids take on the responsibilities of parents, and it makes me happy to do so. But it's a lot of work. 
It definitely is. It definitely is. But uh, it's worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, have you been up to anything interest well working? Anything you want to glorify uh, or, or, or boast about this week? Um, I wouldn't boast so much as like a bunch of stuff that that's in flight where to kind of, you know, uh, we're, we're approaching the time where we're kind of it's it's you you have to kind of not ship new changes. So there's there's like before then, before the what you know, what's called kind of quiet period, you know, you have to you have to kind of finish up projects that are in flight. Um, and this, you know, I've been working on something that involves, you know, A-B test, that's that's nothing new, but it's it's trying to, it's approaching problems that aren't really software engineering, pro- well, they're not client-side UI problems um, in order to get these tests out more easily. It's, it's basically adapting tools to be able to give people levels of comfort that the configurations of, for these A-B tests are, are in place and, and are working correctly because there are a lot of variables and the variables ultimately, though they do get shown in the UI, the conditions that are needed to get the UI in a certain state, you know, which could, it can, I, I have to be vague, but basically you have to imagine that, that, you know, running an automation test for, for any complex app, it can be done, it is done, and it basically validates a certain set of, 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 of capabilities. Now, if you make variations and it, slight changes to the UI in, in, involving, you know, different elements of it, sorry to be vague, um, you just basically want to, you, you, you first need to validate that the right data for the right user and the right test and the right cell is appearing. Um, and then a lot of people, you know, managers will say, okay, well, great. Can we see a bunch of screenshots of all the different variations? And, and like, while it's technically possible to do that, it may not be the best use of time to be able to do that because getting the app in a certain state, you know, it may take a, a fair amount of time because, you know, you might need to download a video, for example. And that takes a certain amount of time. And so there's a lot of effort to be able to do it. And so with all the gazillion permutations of things, you can't cover all that in automated testing um, of, of that nature. But what you really want to do is do you have confidence that within a certain range of data, you know, like text links and things like that, does it work? Does it adapt properly? And we have high confidence in that because of all the work we've done, all the launches we've done. Oh, you know, we just launched Croatian yesterday. I forgot to mention that. Um, and so... Just, just forget a launch. Yeah, well, I know, but that's true, and <laughs> we do a lot of them. Um, but you know, on that, on that, on that point, you know, to adapt a UI to really cover the depth and breadth of, of of things takes a lot of work, a lot of testing, a lot of know how. And once you have that in place, if you're going to make variations that remain within the range, like if you introduce a, a new a new label or a new text or a variation on that, as so long as it's not like fifty percent longer than the longest that you've ever had, you should be able to to be confident that it's going to work properly. What you do need to validate is that do you get that right data out to the user? Was all the co- configuration for setting up a test, was that correct? So, you know, programmers are used to having tools to, to, to they'll write unit tests, they'll write functional tests, they'll look at the results. But then if they're looking at the results and, and they don't speak the language that's being validated, it's kind of hard. So you need to get that data up to a linguist who can say, yep, that's correct, that's correct, no typos, that's mapping the, the way we're wanting to. So um, I've, I've been spending a lot of time trying to figure out the best system for, for doing this because this is, uh, you know, if you want to scale that up, you need to you need to have tools that are usable by human beings. Um, and I'm defining human being here as somebody who's not, you know, a, a nerdy software engineer. Um, <laughs> 
Um, so, but but you know, now that I, I mentioned the Croatian thing, one thing that was kind of funny is is uh, there was John. John, I, my meeting is literally starting in thirty seconds. Okay. but it's only a, right. it's, so only, we'll it's, a, it's only a fifteen minute meeting. Can I call you back in fifteen minutes just to do a five minute wrap up? Um, well, yes. Yep. Okay. No, that's fine. It's right. a, I'll call you back and we'll, we'll wrap up. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Sorry. Bye bye. Hello, Mr. Fox. So by the, the magic of editing, nobody knows that I just had to run away for a, a meeting and come back and uh, now we're continuing our conversation because I am sure it would have been seamlessly edited in. And if anyone just heard that, that means it wasn't. <laughs> it just it just means that <laughs> that Sam is a fractional editor. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, can you remember where you were? I, 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 I think you'd, you'd, yeah, come, to the, you'd was... come to the end of a, a, a statement and you were just about to start something, a, a next one. And so off you go. Yeah, so I was talking about the fact that that we shipped Croatian and that there was I somebody passed around you know the some cover articles in 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 some newspapers and I said you know call me old fashioned or just old but I still dig seeing stuff in in print you know because there's there's you know print in a, in a national newspaper or or magazine carries a certain weight that is just not matched by Jim Bob Joe's blog about you know subject X. And and then I said that you know nobody I, I, I'm unaware of anybody who who's written a song that that celebrates that fact. I mean, there's there's cover of the Rolling Stone, but there's not mentioned in Jim Bob's blog. And then I realized that that people still might have no fucking idea what I was talking about. So then I had to to pull out you know good old Wikipedia, and and I always learn something, and I learned two things. One is that the uh, is that the original song, it was originally a poem by this guy named Shel Silverstein, who I love. If anybody has kids, he, he writes some of the, the nicest, most interesting, poetic kids' books that are fascinating picture books, but they it's, it's oftentimes rhyming. It's great stuff. Um, but then I also remembered that that the song cover of the Rolling Stone was, was sung on the bus in this film called Almost Famous, and they, they all basically, you know, refer to the golden era of, of rock bands in, in 70s, and golden era just because there hadn't been kind of rock stars in, in that in that, in that that form, you know, people going about and, and doing in, insane amounts of drugs and trashing hotel rooms and so on and so forth, So and that, that song, I mean, that, right, that moving, uh, movie Almost Famous talks about this guy named Cameron Crowe, who managed to hoodwink Rolling Stone magazine into to having him write articles, even though he was still in high school. He was 17 at the time, and there was a movie about that whole thing. So it tied it all nicely together. Um, so I like doing that, but then, you know, I always wonder, it's like, yeah, that's nice, John. <laughs> Go back into your room now and shut up. And, that, and with that, really, you know, that's nice, John. Go back into your room now and shut up. Sounds like a perfect segue to end the show, really, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until next week, John, go back into your room and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if people would like to tell you where to go and shut up, how should they do that? Well, they should find me on the place uh, where where all calm advice is given, and that's Twitter, where I'm Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to congratulate you on having eked out an incremental version of the money well where might they do that 
Well, I think that you should send all of the glory, I mean all of the glory, uh, to, to, to Twitter uh, and me as Mac Devnet on Twitter, and I will take as much glory as people wish to wish to send. <laughs> I, I'm, I must not make any jokes about whole glory or glory holes on Twitter. <laughs> no, no. Don't, please don't send me your glory hole. <laughs> Just that is that would not be appropriate in in any way at all. Well, John, are you back in? Uh, you back on the west coast next week? Uh, no, I'm. Oh, well, not until next Friday. So I'm, I'm. I am cackalack bound for a while. Okay, so we will we will do some east coast chatting yes, uh, next next week, and uh, we will. Uh, I don't know if our location affects who gets to be fractional listener, but um, there you are. If it does, then uh, get the east coast team onto onto the schedule for next week. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> until uh, whoever's listening this week. Thank you very much for listening. Um, a blessedly short one for you. Uh, and, uh, and thanks for listening. And until next time, you take care. 